Amazing. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome, uh, to Monday 2. Um, we are, uh, we're recording this episode in the past for the future, um, because, uh, he's got convention travel coming up, so we gotta do some extra, extra episodes, um, so you will be hearing this a week from now, um, but we are recording it on a Tuesday, which is unusual. I just voted, uh, did my civic duty, um, and now I'm ready, uh, I'm ready to podcast. How are you feeling? Feeling all right. I all right. went shopping today to get Good. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I also enjoy getting stuff when shopping. So, um, you went shopping today. You got some stuff. Mostly snacks. Um, snacks are very important. Um, and, uh, we are going to talk about Howard the Duck. Because, <laughs> you know. Why not? Why not? It's Super Tuesday, baby. Um, I feel like. I feel like most people have probably heard of Howard the Duck. Um, maybe have not had a lot of experience with him. Uh, that's where I'm at anyways. Um, I, I don't think, the only Howard the Duck I've read is I picked up, like, a couple issues of the recent version. Because I was like, I like Chip Zdarsky. I'll, I'll, I'll check this out. Um, but, uh, besides that, all of my exposure to Howard the Duck was through osmosis. Um. And that little bit in Squirrel Girl? Uh, yes. <laughs> little, little bit in Squirrel Girl, his brief cameo in the MCU Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Um. I loved that cameo because people were like, that's Howard the Duck. And I'm like, whom? Oops. There's a duck. There's a duck. Excuse me? Um, I imagine that would be pretty whack for people without, like, you and other people without this experience to just, like, see this, like, big CGI talking duck and people getting stoked about it. And they're like, yeah, you know, Howard the Duck. And you're like, sorry? <laughs> I just chalked it up to, like, all right, yep, that's just something I don't know about. <laughs> anyway. Um... Yeah, so, uh, so Howard the Duck, um... How are the duck? <laughs> Does Howard the Duck, um, Howard the Duck, uh, was created, uh, in 1973, um, by, uh, writer Steve, uh, Gerber, and artist, uh, Val Mayerick. Um, Steve Gerber, uh, going on to be one of, like, the person most associated, um, with Howard. It was, like, largely his concept. Um, and having sort of a <laughs> tumultuous history with all of it. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, he, uh, 
debuted in, uh, a series called, uh, Adventure Into Fear, um, which was a, uh, horror anthology, uh, series that was being published in the 70s, um, in which, uh, Steve Gerber was, uh, writing a feature about a character named, uh, Man-Thing, um, who, Are uh, we not all Men-Thing? <laughs> when you really get down to it, um, he, uh, Steve Gerber did not, uh, create, uh, Man-Thing. He, um, was created a couple years earlier, but, um... Steve Gerber's, like, work on it was one of those things that was sort of, uh, definitive to the character. Um, Man-Thing is a, um, a big, uh, he's a big old swamp monster who lives in the, uh, Florida Everglades. Um, and, uh, if you think that sounds a lot like DC's Swamp Thing, um... It also just kind of sounds like a cryptid. It is just basically a cryptid. Swamp Thing is also pretty much just a cryptid. Um, but, uh, Man-Thing was actually created earlier, um, and, uh, as is so often the case, uh, a remarkably similar character showed up in the other publishing house a year and a half later. Um. Hmm. Um, I do love one, one quick thing, um, about Man-Thing while I was looking this up, is that, uh, Stan Lee apparently pitched the name, um, and, uh, Roy Thomas, uh, one of the writers, didn't like it, um, because he was like, we do already have a character named The Thing, so it feels like Man-Thing is gonna be kind of redundant. It's also kind of rude to the thing. <laughs> this one, this one though, this one's a man. Um, you're just a thing. Um, but uh, that's uh, that's the atmosphere in which uh, Howard the Duck is introduced. Um, Howard the Duck, uh. Crash lands into, uh, Man-Thing Swamp. Um, he is an anthropomorphic talking duck, um, who comes from another planet. Um, he wears, um, he wears, like, a, like, a suit, uh, a suit jacket and a hat, and he's got, like, uh, a cigar and gloves, um... Later on into his existence, um, Disney, uh, threatened them with a lawsuit because he looks too much like Donald Duck, which, like, to be fair, at a glance, he does look kind of a lot like Donald Duck. He's got, like, a, a, a blue jacket on and sort of, like, a similar, uh, color scheme. Um, and, you know, he's drawn like a, a cartoon talking duck and now disney owns him yeah now disney does own him which is fun they're playing the long 
Yeah, but um, in response to this, they were forced to give Howard pants to distinguish him from Donald Duck. Oh my god. Yeah, and obviously, um, because of the tone of the series, um, it was like a whole thing in canon where uh, Howard the Duck was threatened for a lawsuit for indecency for not wearing pants. Um, and then he tries on a bunch of other outfits, like, several of which are direct Disney references. Um, Beautiful. He's like, fine, I will wear pants. Um, but, uh, he, uh, he shows up in Man-Thing's Swamp. Um, he's through some, you know, various space-time shenanigans that are never properly explained. Um, initially, there's also not, uh, a lot of backstory, uh, given as to where he comes from. He mentions that, uh, it's a planet with, uh, sort of like this, but with more ducks. Um, and, uh, Steve Gerber, the initial writer, had apparently envisioned this as sort of like a, uh, a zootopia kind of world that's, like, populated by various anthropomorphic animals, including ducks. Um, he did not clarify this. Uh, early on, and so, like, some subsequent writers have been like, oh, he comes from a planet called Duck World that's just populated by ducks. Um, and then Steve Gerber got very mad at it, um, <laughs> calling it, quote, very pedestrian and, quote, comic booky in the worst sense of the term. I I'm sorry to tell you, but it is a comic book. It is, unfortunately, a, a, com a comic book. Um, but, uh, they've shown that, like, Duck Planet as canon a couple times, and this is, like, an area where canon can be interpreted pretty loosely, um, <laughs> as is the case with a lot of, you know, comedy, parody sort of characters, um, it's pretty easy to just say a thing about them and then be like, oh, they made it up, or, like, they got hit in the head and they remembered it wrong and, like, just kind of hand wave it and not have to make a whole thing about it. Um, like you do with most, like, you know, major comics continuity. Um, but, um, he, uh, he ends up in the swamp. He meets, uh, the man thing, um, as well as a, um, a couple of, uh, wizards who are kind of uh allies of the man thing um this sounds like a pretty cool swamp it's yeah it's sick it's just got it's got this big uh this big empathetic swamp man and uh a bunch of wizards um one of the wizards is uh Jennifer Kale um who is like a cousin to, uh, uh, Ghost Rider. Um, it's just a, it's a cool family. Yeah. Oh, what's your cousin? Everybody's got one wizard cousin, at least. Oh, yeah, you know, it's comics, baby. Um, uh, so he, uh, he goes along, um, 
on this adventure with uh with man thing they're solving some sort of you know magic related uh interdimensional issue um and he gets uh his own uh backup feature um in uh man thing stories a couple of years later um and then uh gets his own comic book uh a year after that um initially um in like the backup features um he uh he's in cleveland um which i think is just an inherently funny concept um and uh the early stories are kind of uh about like battling like he goes up against like kind of like horror parody characters because like man thing was more like you know horror magic oriented um and it's like howard the duck fights a vampire cow um uh as um as it goes on and he gets his own uh his own book it becomes like somewhat less about uh the kind of you know like horror sci-fi parody stories and more about like a general sort of like social commentary kind of satire um uh Steve Gerber uh apparently cited um Albert Camus's The Stranger as one of his main inspirations um which is a a seminal work of absurdist existentialism <laughs> um and uh he uh has made the claim that like the point of the comic that the joke is that there is no joke that life's most serious moments and most incredibly dumb moments are often distinguishable only by a momentary point of view um which is All right. in um in th maybe the funniest thing on this page um this like they have this quote at like on uh the wikipedia page like towards the beginning and then they follow it up by saying this is diametrically opposed to screenwriter gloria katz who in adapting the comic to the screen declared it's a film about a duck from outer space it's not supposed to be an existential experience <laughs> um but it it does definitely like uh it takes a different tone um from uh kind of the later wave of like comic book parody characters from like the the 80s and 90s and maybe I shouldn't be saying this cuz I haven't like read very much of it and I've mostly just like osmosed it but like there's a very different vibe from, like, Howard the Duck and, like, Deadpool. Um, even though they're both, uh, you know, kind of parody characters with a level of metafictional awareness. Um, it's, it's, it's weird. It's interesting that, um, Howard the Duck came into being in, like, the 70s because i feel like if it was later 
um, there would have been a, a pretty a different response to him. Um, but as it is, you know, he's uh, obviously has a pretty significant uh, cult following, as evidenced by the number of people who were extremely so stoked to see him as a cameo in uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. <laughs> um, but um, he, uh, the, the solo comic um, where he's uh, in Cleveland, um, he meets um, and be enters into a romance with um an artist model named uh Beverly Switzler Switz yes Switzler um which is also like an interesting thing to overcome that he is like dating a human woman um <laughs> it's just something I struggle with a little bit um not to be like furry phobic or anything. <laughs> it's just sort of a challenge. Um but um they also uh they have a um uh an artist friend who's a recurring character named uh Paul Same um who at uh one point like goes into a coma and then becomes like uh like a a superhero when he sleepwalks um and also a um a woman named uh Winda Wester um who's a psychic um and most of what they do is uh go on various uh extremely weird adventures um occasionally running into uh other Marvel characters. He's, like, encountered Spider-Man a few times, um, but, like, also, like, frequently, uh, running into parodies of various Marvel characters. Um, there's a, um, <laughs> there's a, a recurring antagonist, um, whose name is, um, Dr. Bong, who's, like, uh, sort of a send-up of Doctor Doom, um, and he's got a, um, he's got a, a big, uh, helmet that's, like, a, a, a bell, and when he hits it, it, like, activates his powers, um, and, um, this, just because this is my favorite quote I found in, uh, the whole time I was, uh, doing research, he, um, he falls in love with Howard's uh love interest Beverly and I thought for a second you were going to say that he fell in love with Howard and I'm like wow No is this was, just like a was, really sexy duck He's just everybody wants a piece of this duck this hot duck action um he um is like uh he's a former college classmate of Beverly's um and uh He's in love with her, and he does that supervillain thing where he's like, you d must marry me or else I will kill your beloved duck. Um, and she's like, okay, I'll marry you. Um, I thought for a second you were going to be like, okay, go for it. Go for it, kill the duck, whatever. Um, I'm a cat. 
Um, I just, I just have to read, I just have to read this. Beverly did not enjoy being married to him, as he was not interested in her, and instead was only interested in the Edgar Allan Poe poem, The Bells. That's Dude, my mood. same. <laughs> I too am only interested in the Edgar Allan Poe poem, The Bells. <laughs> I refuse marriage, I will only read Edgar Allan Poe. In fact, I just got married to Edgar Allan Poe's ghost. <laughs> All it does is recite po poetry at me. It's actually coming in the form of a raven, which is wild. It does more than just say, nevermore. <laughs> it's my ideal relationship. Thank you so much, ghost of Edgar Allan Poe. Um, the, um, the original... Uh, the original series uh lasted uh 31 issues. Um they uh tried to do a um a spin-off that was a like a a newspaper comic strip um that uh didn't last very long. Um it wasn't picked up by uh a whole lot of papers. I can't imagine why. It's not like a, like, superhero private detective anthropomorphic existential duck is, like, a challenging thing to market. Um. No, that's incredibly mainstream. Yeah, exactly. Um. And, uh, it was, like, not really helped by, like, some... Uh, according to some people who were working with him, uh, Steve Gerber kind of, uh, struggled to make deadlines, um, so, you know, the, the strips would be late, and then, uh, more newspapers would drop the strip because they would be, like, getting it so late, and, uh, it just, it became, uh, hard to keep up with, um... He ended up, uh, Steve Gerber ended up being, uh, fired, uh, as a result of this, um, his reported, like, problems with deadlines, both, like, with the comic strip and, like, the comic book itself, um, which was shortly before the comic book ended, um, and then they did, like, uh, black and white, like, magazine version that, like, only lasted, like, nine issues, um, and then, uh, Steve Gerber went on to, uh, sue Marvel, um, for, uh, licensing Howard for, like, uh, film and other media, um, claiming that, like, he was, he still had the rights to the character, um, which did, uh, create a significant amount of buzz, because it was one of the first cases like that, apparently. Um, as, as we know now, it is a, uh, continues to be a pretty contested issue in, uh, a lot of different spaces. Um, he, uh, a lot of, uh, like, various comic book creators, like, did 
side with Gerber on this. Um, Jack Kirby uh, made a uh, kind of a, a parody like comic with him called uh, Destroyer Duck that uh, they did with the specific intention of uh, funding this lawsuit. Um, which, uh, ended up eventually, uh, getting settled, uh, with Gerber, uh, giving the rights to Marvel and, uh, the decision coming that, like, the work he'd done was considered, like, work for hire. Uh, so they, uh, had the rights to what he made, which... It's pretty busted. I do feel. Yeah. Uh, copyright, copyright law is pretty busted. Um, he, um, Gerber, like, did, uh, can, like, came back, uh, a couple times, um, to, uh, he was hired again to write Howard. He, um, did, like, some issues of She-Hulk, um, in which Howard the Duck showed up because, like, uh, She-Hulk was also kind of, like, a weird comedy parody, like, situation. Um, he also, um, he was asked, uh, to, uh, come write Howard for, like, a, uh, like, a Spider-Man team-up story. Um, and he was also, like, working on another, like, uh, another Destroyer Duck thing for Image. Um, and apparently, uh, the, uh, the editors, like, uh, came to him and was like, oh, can you, uh, we want you to come write, like, this Spider-Man team-up with Howard the Duck, like, you're the only person who, like, you know, should really be writing Howard the Duck, he's your character, um, and, uh, he was like, sure, all right, and maybe I'll, like, kind of, you know, like, have it be, like, a subtle crossover with this, like, other thing I'm writing, um, and, uh, while he was in the process to this, found out that, uh, Howard the Duck was actually, uh, at the time making appearances in, uh, a few other comic books, that he was not writing, and nobody had approached him about, and got kind of mad about, uh, that. I mean, on one hand, you had to have known that this would happen. On the other hand, it does suck. It does suck. It definitely sucks for real. Um, so what he ended up doing is, uh, in the, uh, the Spider-Man team-up, he has, uh, you know, uh, Spider-Man, uh, rescues Howard and Beverly, um, from this, uh, this warehouse, um, and in the, uh, the crossover that he's writing, the Destroyer Duck crossover that he wrote for Image, he's like, actually, uh, there were... (laughs) There were a bunch of clones of them in the warehouse, so Spider-Man left with the clones, thinking they were the real ones, and the real Howard and Beverly are here. 
Which is, like, kind of a top-tier petty move. Right? Like, all of your Howards are now non-canonical. You, they are clone Howards. I had the real Howard Uh, all along. Um, he did, um, he also wrote a, uh, a miniseries, um, in 2001 for Marvel Max, um, which is, was one of its kind of mature readers imprints, um, that, uh, you know, as is the case with mature readers, got, uh, a lot hornier and a lot had a lot more swearing in it um yeah and i think that's uh what mature typically means yep that's uh that's what it is howard the duck but he's horny now um terrible terrible i hate that i I, hate that phrase that you just uttered (laughs) uh the podcast is canceled you guys i'm so sorry i have to leave I have to think about anything else except Howard the Duck. (laughs) And how he's apparently horny now. (laughs) Um, anyways, um, he, um, Steve, uh, Steve Gerber did, uh, pass away in 2008, um, which is always, like, sort of a weird place to be in, um, in, in terms of, you know, having this character who, like, you've legally acknowledged that this person doesn't have the rights to, but also, like, is very, very closely associated with this one writer. Um, so, um, it's, it's odd. He's shown up in, like, some different crossover events and, uh, had, you know, the, the series by, uh, written by Chip Zdarsky and, uh, drawn by Joe Quinones and showed up in Squirrel Girl. Um, I I think, like, again, he's in sort of a weird space in terms of parody characters. Um, because, like, as we move in into the, the 2020s, it seems like a lot like, people are responding more to, like, more earnest versions of, like, you know, like, goof characters. Um, and maybe that's just the circles that I'm in. Um, you know, obviously everybody I know loves Squirrel Girl. Um, but, like, Squirrel Girl did pretty well, like, and was, like, well-received pretty universally, I feel like. Um, except by people who were, like, uh, she's girl. <laughs> I don't like that she's girl and strong. Now, um, see, if she were squirrel man. Consider this. Um, and, you know, part of the, con- the whole conceit of squirrel girl is that, like, the Ryan North era squirrel girl, like, it's, like, a fun, silly comic with, like, relatively low stakes, but it's still about, you know, Maybe we should, like, be nice to people and, you know, trust our friends and, like, talk about our feelings. Um, and, like, there's been sort of a trend that way with Deadpool, too. Like, not to the same extent, but, like, you see a lot more, like, kind of, like, 
earnest Deadpools now than you do when it's just like, and then he pulls out his gun and he kills everybody again. Unfortunately. Deadpool. Um, and Howard the Duck is, is a character who's like, well, his, his primary feature is, is his cynicism. Um, Not being a duck? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, besides the duck thing. <laughs> besides the whole thing where he's a duck. Um, but um, a lot of these sort of uh, send-ups are like, I don't want to say mean-spirited, um, but there's like, there's... There's a vibe to them that I think is harder to sell, uh, now. Um, some of this, definitely some of this stuff, I read about, like, some of the stuff that happened in, like, the, uh, the adult miniseries, and I was like, oh boy, oh yikes, uh-oh, uh-oh. Ooh. Uh, I don't, <laughs> don't like I don't that. even want to know. Yeah, but, like, sometimes, I mean, sometimes these things happen with, like, uh, you know, any character. Everybody, it's comics. Everybody has some yikes stuff. Oh, yeah. In their history. Um, there's, like, a whole, uh, there's a whole Spider-Man crossover where they're kind of, uh, they send up, uh, what's her name? Uh, Anita Bryant. Um, the, like, the anti-gay activist um and like the you know it's like uh oh howard and beverly get like uh brainwashed by this like organization like save our offspring from indecency um and spider-man has to save them um spider-man the true ally the the only ally um and, you know, obviously there's, uh, they do that whole thing where <laughs> Disney forces them to have Howard wear pants, and so they respond by, uh, you know, Howard being the, being accused of indecency, and, uh, he has to do, uh, work with a man named Wally Sidney, um, <laughs> to come up with a new outfit. Um, so, like, not, uh, like, stuff you can, again, get away with in, like, a goof comic, um, where it's understood that things happening here don't necessarily affect, uh, the, the Marvel Universe, uh, at large. Yeah, I don't think they would be able to get away with that in, like, Old Man Logan. No, no, definitely not. It it would it would be weird, and also they probably uh would get in trouble for it. Wally um, Sidney shows up and makes Logan wear pants. No, um, I do. Um, again, I didn't. I didn't read that much of the of the Chip Zdarsky version. Um, it did seem. I mean, uh. It felt, the the bit that I did read felt more like, uh, Chip Zdarsky zany than, like, kind of, like, specific, like, you know, uh, social parody. 
Um, but if you've read more of it, or if you've read more Howard the Duck stuff, um, you should let me know. You should tell me things about this duck. Um, it's a very weird little corner of, of, of the Marvel Universe that I, I truly don't know if I would like it or if I would hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, is my, is my concern. Um, also, we, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that, um, it did get adapted into a movie, um, in the nine late 80s, 1986, um, into a movie that is regarded as one of the worst movies ever made. I'm not surprised. I am not surprised. It is challenging material to adapt into film form, especially, like, a film intended for mainstream consumption. Um, it had, like, uh, like, they just, like, Howard was, like, a, was, like, a suit. Um, it was, it's just, it, it, I have not seen it. If you've seen this very bad movie, you should tell me. Um, but it is, uh, pretty universally detested. Um, (laughs) which is why, like, when they had, like, that, like, Guardians of the Galaxy cameo, people started being like, new Howard the Duck movie? (laughs) Kevin Page was like, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Um, but maybe. Maybe redemption for Howard the Duck on on the big screen. <laughs> Justice for Howard 2020. <laughs> uh, um you did you have any any history with Howard the Duck? I I don't believe so because <laughs> you said you you didn't recognize him in, in Guardians the first time. I did not. Uh, no, I, I'm sorry to this man, but I don't, I don't know him. <laughs> I'm sorry to this man. <laughs> uh, that's good. Thank you. Um, I don't have comics to talk about because, um, we just recorded yesterday and I have not obtained any comics in the past 24 hours. I have um, obtained a comic, but I didn't read it. Oh my it, gosh! But- a comic. I, I did pick up a uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier number one, and yes. turns out the panels that I saw online were from this. Oh, good. So I'm glad that that question was answered. I'm I'm very glad. I also found out um from a patron of the show, Aiden, that um the uh writer. Um, was the writer of some, uh, some young adult books, children's books, um, that are apparently very good. Oh, nice. Uh, Derek Landy. Um, so, uh, I am, I'm glad to hear that. And the comic was good. So, congratulations. (laughs) Um, I do, um, this is probably, like, fruitless to mention now, uh, since... This will be coming out in the future, and I will have read it by then, but, uh, 
Strange Adventures, I think, starts this week. Uh, which is uh, Tom King's and Mitch Gerard's and Doc Shaner's new, uh, you know, 12-issue character deep dive about Adam Strange, but also Mr. Terrific. Um, and I'm definitely gonna be reading it because, uh, that's the kind of chump mark I am. (laughs) Even though I'm like, I don't think I care about Adam Strange that much. Probably I'm gonna read this and I'm gonna care about Adam Strange very much, so. Womp womp. I mean, I Um, can definitely see that happening. Yeah, unfortunately. Um... But that's that's how it be. Um, and I think that's everything. Um, so if you uh, want to see us, want to see episodes, want to know what's going on, you can find us online on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. All of those are just at Capes and Japes. You can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. If you have a lot of strong Howard the Duck opinions and would like to tell me if what I would think about Howard the Duck if I read more Howard the Duck comics, you should feel free to do that. Um, we have a Discord server. You can come in and learn fun facts, like the, uh, who the writer of the new Falcon Winter Soldier is. Um, and uh, we also have a Patreon. That you can uh, join, support, if you're, you know, feeling like you want to throw some money our way. You can get bonus content. Um, you can suggest episodes. This episode was also suggested by patron of the show, Pav. Um, and, oh boy. <laughs> Howard the Duck is a weird one. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you... Uh, can't do that, but you still want uh, to support the show, leaving a rating and review is a great way to do that. Um, telling a friend if you think they'd want uh, to listen, to check it out, and just, you know, joining us, just coming back and, and being here. We sure do appreciate it. Um, we thank you for joining us here on this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. And, as always, why is Howard the Duck hornier in that one? (laughs) Do not be horny, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck.